You're listening to Brown on Brand, featuring Matthew Brown on Thumbstopper.fm. Hello, world, and thanks for tuning in to Brown on Brand, where we spend the time dissecting the world's greatest brands. I'm joined today by a couple of Thumbstopper's finest, Dave Ross and Alicia Alonji. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the show. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Alicia, you're moderating today. A big change up here at Brown on Brand in the studio. Yep, yep. They decided to give it to someone else. So let's go ahead and dive into the meat of the show. I have a list of this week's biggest stories for us to work through, some of which I'm surprised that I've seen very little discussion about. So the first one we're going to dive into is Spot, the robot dog's owner, Boston Dynamics, officially sold to Hyundai. This is from CNET's Roadshow, and I'm going to read a little quote here from it. On Monday, SoftBank announced Hyundai Motor Group officially took a controlling stake in Boston Dynamics, which tinkers with robots like Spot. Hyundai and SoftBank first revealed the deal last year, but as of today, Hyundai now owns a controlling stake, at least 80% of the firm. Dave, you're, you're like a dog lover as well. I'm going to let you lead off on this because this one doesn't have fur, so it doesn't interest me near as much if we were talking about the furry kind. But it can dance, unlike... Uh, I just saw that. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. watching a video of watching it. Watching a video of the, the dancing, they can dance. It's, so Yeah, it's. I've been a fan and follower of uh, Boston Dynamics since 2009, 2010. Uh, the release of their first, call it robot dog, but it was obviously much bigger than any dog I've ever seen or would want to see. But I've always been really impressed by what they're doing and also a little bit scared. I mean, the the abilities that these robots have to essentially think for themselves kind of makes you wonder how far we are from Skynet becoming self-aware and uh, robots building other robots that are <laughs> then going to take over the world. But uh, that the new spot, the, the yellow one that everybody's seeing a lot of lately, I mean... It, it's 11 grand from what I understand, and it costs about that to own a dog. So you have to wonder if this isn't going to be a yeah. pet for a lot of people. Well, so can I just say, though, real quick, doesn't it look like the Demi-Gorgon from Stranger <laughs> it Things? It does. It really right? does. With its, like, creepy mouth thing yeah, that and opens and, up. And, and it's we a little could, frightening. We could certainly turn this into a uh, clown on robots hour, and, uh, <laughs> and, that, and that would be fun. Um, however... As I look at this thing, right in Boston Dynamics, they're doing some big stuff with robotics. And, you know, I saw a presentation on Amazon the other day where the robot was uh, climbing the scaffolding and it was taking the uh, package off the shelf and uh, making it to where they can deliver it. So the automation of jobs is a little bit scary, but it's going to make things, you know, so much more efficient in a lot of ways. But the dog is something that may be where you put human lives at stake. I mean, Alicia, your husband's a first responder. So I can imagine that this would be a wonderful thing to have if you could train it to go into homes and assess the dangers ahead of time. I mean, I could see a million applications in which this could be search, rescue, uh, fire hazards. Uh, We have hurricanes here in Florida in the aftermath of that cleanup. I mean, I can't imagine how you know, this can't help in big ways with robotics. So while I'm like you, Dave, I'm scared of AI. Elon says it's going to be the thing. The reason we need to go to Mars, right, is because that's going to be the end all. <laughs> and so I'm scared of that as well. But in the near future, and I won't live long enough for the robots to take over. And, you know, quite frankly, my kids can worry about it. 
Yeah, this uh, strikes me, the, the acquisition of, of Hyundai uh, buying this brand strikes me as them wanting to be a little bit more like Honda. I mean, if you think about Honda oh, and all yeah. the, the areas that they've got their tentacles in with robots and airplanes and just about every product category there is, I mean, it just makes obvious sense for self-driving cars. Uh, Boston Dynamics just released their stretch robot, and there's some cool videos online of it unloading trucks. And yeah, I mean, I, I hate to see human jobs taken away, but these robots can do, if, to your well, point. If I can teach this thing to weed a garden and dig a hole from when I want to put in a quick yeah. pond, I'm all for it. Yeah, to your point, I mean, dangerous activity. It's not really dangerous, but a lot of the workplace injuries are in those repetitive tasks that robots can do. Why do you think one of the applications do? on these, uh, can you lift 50 pounds? Right. That thing can lift 50 pounds without blowing uh, its back absolutely. out. Absolutely. And if it blows its back out, you replace the... Uh, $20 yeah, part. Yeah, the $20 yeah. part, right. <laughs> I mean, we don't have elevator operators anymore. Right. 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 So no prog progress in automation is not bad. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, I hope they can invent a robot that can center the pickle on my cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> or put two instead of just the one. Two pickles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two pickles. So what do we think the odds of this acquisition being for assembly line automation rather than a walking product are? Considering who this, picked it this, up, this is all about assembly. Yeah, I got to think this is about commercial autom is you know automation. Um, uh, look what's happening, right? Retail is being replaced by having it delivered to you in two hours, mm -hmm. and you can't get around being able to do that globally without inserting robotics. I mean, Amazon's biggest problem is 150 percent attrition of their employees, and so. I mean, they, their their biggest concern right now is running out of people that we talked about it the other night, Dave, running out of people to hire. Yeah. Yeah. These people aren't going to, you know, these robots aren't going to complain. They're not going to get migraine headaches. And I know that sounds cold and callous, but at the end of the day, a, is if a business's number one goal is to grow and become more efficient, then you can't fight this. There's no fighting it. Well, and there's also, I mean, if, if you take just human nature, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who for lack of a better way of putting it, get stuck in these jobs of packing boxes and unloading boxes and their, their capabilities far exceed that. They sure do. But, but there's, I think there's, even if you automate those and types so, and of tasks, some people, their capabilities don't quite meet it. <laughs> yeah. But if you automate those types of tasks, there's other things that those people can do. We're not going to run out of things for people to do. We're going to run out of people who want to do those things. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a whole different question. Can you do it versus do you want to do we're it? In a, we're in a time right now where it never speaks louder. Um, than when we're out of everything. Right. From plywood to aluminum to bricks to cars to, I mean, so this is going to help us yeah. as a planet. And the other uh, feature that these robots have that people tend to gloss over just because it's really cool to watch a, a robot dance or a, a dog dance is their ability to uh, see and think for themselves. I mean, it, it, as far as a car manufacturer what better way to just purchase the technology needed for a self-driving car than to buy a company that's already got the technology for that? I mean, th that spot robot can be sent to climb a flight of stairs and you don't have to guide it up that flight I of stairs. I wish we were talking about drones. I mean, I think, I think the Same. disruption to transportation is not Uber. I don't think it's uh, electric cars. I mean, the first car was, uh, we had a 18, what was it, 1880, we had an electric car. Right. So... Electric cars aren't new. They're just being brought back as a, as a 
But what we need is drone technology. So as you move people as the, as the crow flies, as they say, yeah. rather than through a congested network of electric and combustible engines well, and roads that are deteriorating on top of it. Yeah, and I think that was actually part of the press release that they were looking for uh, flying, I think it was transport, human transport. I can't remember what the, they used an acronym for it that I can't remember, but it, I think it was part of that release as well. That Bring that back is the catapult. for. <laughs> The trebuchet. Yeah, that would be the inexpensive <laughs> way. You could blast your way across three blocks. Some of these people, I'd like to load them up. All right. How much time do we uh, want to spend right. on robotics? All right. Well, you know, let's, are you ready for the next one? Uh, not really. All right. Second news story. Facebook's Clubhouse competitors started rolling out in the U.S. this week. Um, this comes from The Verge. Facebook's Clubhouse competitor Live Audio Rooms is making its way stateside. The company announced today that some U.S.-based public figures, as well as certain groups, can start hosting rooms through the main Facebook iOS app. People can join from both iOS and Android, even as downloads and buzz around Clubhouse itself have waned considerably. Big question here. Wow, is there a Cliff Notes version of that? Are audio rooms a fad? So my first comment before we get into that is you get to I, go first I again. firmly believe that the moderator should have the ability to block Android users from joining those group Amen. chats. Because you know you don't want you don't want uh, the parasites joining the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the bringing us all down. Yeah, yeah. That's what right. what you want to do is you want a model where you cut out seventy percent of the general public. <laughs> that that sounds like a br right. brilliant back, business back to model. The, all right, Apple oh, versus oh, Android. Yeah. Here we go. This is about Clubhouse and the audio rooms thing. Is this a fad? Mm. Or is this here to stay? I feel like there's always going to be an opportunity or a need for people to gather and, and have conversations and listen to other people speak. I mean, uh, I think... How, how many people in a room, you said? 50 can speak at once. Oh, really? Yeah, that sounds like something um, that if, if somebody were to say, okay, what we need you to do is interpret the definition of hell um, <laughs> and write it for Wikipedia, that's the definition I would write, is having to listen to 49 other people because I already do that all day long on social media and their comments. And let me tell you something, that's the one thing wrong with social media. And the one thing wrong with the planet today is every lunatic has a camera and a microphone. True. And so I can't imagine. Now, will it be popular? Probably. Right. You so, think so, even though Clubhouse is kind of uh, hey, listen, slowing down? Uh, what's popular mean? I mean, if you can gather tens of thousands of people around a platform today, it's somewhat popular. Yeah. At some capacity. And and I think Facebook can garner that. Now, would, will I do it? Um, if the definition of what we're talking about here is, is will I join in with 50 random people and give my opinion and waste my time on that? The answer is... Where's the bleep button? Yeah. And I mean, people like a good train wreck. People like garbage TV. People yeah, are going to tune in say. to It'll, listen. It, it's, it will absolutely be popular. Absolutely. Um, will it be productive? And is it one of the things that I want to learn more <laughs> no. about right now? No. And I'm a huge fan of Facebook. And I'm a huge fan of Zuck. Regardless of what the, you know, the, the everybody else's opinion. Isn't this kind of like... Uh, radio shows, but now instead of just yelling at the radio, you get to actually say something, or instead of waiting for your call to get picked up by the host, you get to jump right in there. 
it sounds like therapy for the mentally ill <laughs> is what it sounds like to me. And 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 let me tell you something. Maybe this is the thing that'll help because it's a it's a real topic today. I mean, we got a month to you know talk about it right now that we're focused on, and it is a real thing. Mental mental health's a real thing, so maybe it'll help the mentally ill or make it worse. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got to try something. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I uh, get in line at a Walgreens. To your earlier point, I think there's not a need for everybody to have a voice. I think just having a microphone and a camera should not be your yeah, way to find dangerous. a voice. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody needs their outlet, and that's why it might be therapy for some people to to get things off their mind and help educate other people. I, you know, I'm amazed by the amount of political science majors that we have on Facebook. Um, and I know some of these people, third grade educations, but they know everything about politics, right? <laughs> and they've got all these opinions. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I, will it be popular? My guess is yes. Yeah. Uh, will it be productive? I mean, that's, that's the real thing is like social so spread out and I'm always surprised. TikTok, look the way it took off and it's real. And I fought it. I'm like, this is the goofiest thing in the world. And then when I got into it and I started, I do, I do love it. And I'll tell you why, because I'm continually looking for more content around classic cars and things of that nature. And this was a refreshing, um, way to get video content where images were starting to get boring mm -hmm. for me. Like I'm at the next progression. I'm like a young boy where I've graduated from the JC Penney catalog. <laughs> hey, do you think you would use this instead of like a zoom? Like, could you see it? You know, that in that's internet? interesting. Yeah. That, you know, from a, you know, trying to find uh, things from a business and a brand standpoint, it's interesting that you bring that up because you know, one of the things I did today is I was on four different video platforms or video conferencing platforms. And it, it's really interesting. Will the future hold to where you can hold a meeting anywhere you want? And will this be one of those venues, you know, that adapts to that? It's, a, yeah, it's an interesting concept. And can people from the public, you know, hop in? It would be interesting. I mean, obviously, I have not played around with this at all. But it'd be interesting to see what the user experience is like. Because on Zoom, I mean, you could have 10, 12 people, and if everybody starts talking at oh, once, yeah. you can't hear anyone. Wait, what did you say? Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I, I mean, the, with the yeah. delay, with the yeah. delay, and with the, my the biggest argument, my cancellation and all that, uh, if, if this has a way to where you can kind of make out what other people are saying when 10 people are talking at once, then it's a real conversation, like you could have in a true room with someone. But if yeah. it's a Zoom-like experience, then it's just a complete cluster and a waste of well, everybody's time. Well, you don't have any of those nonverbal cues to let you know that somebody wants to say something with this, either, right. right? You know, you're not, you know, hey, you know, starting to move or react to somebody nonverbally to. And that, and that's an awesome point too. Like, what? Who's going to adapt to giving the humans? You know, when you and I are having a conversation, right? You can tell, like, if I want to say something, what is going to be that cue that we can? form up to where somebody wants to say something in a group and we, we have it happen all the time in, mm -hmm. in corporate meetings you got three people talking two people in the room and there's got to be we've lost the cadence of that human interaction right yeah especially people with maybe a slower speaking cadence i mean are they ever gonna get a word or, in? or somebody that's a listener and you know wants an opportunity i feel sometimes people are in meetings and you can see that they want to say something but they always get jumped on by kind of the alpha in the group or the few alphas by the matt brown in the group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said it not me so this the you better edit that out that better come out <laughs> gavin 
The announcement of Facebook's podcast support is a little bit hidden with this announcement. Do you think there's room in the podcast, the oversaturated podcast market for Facebook podcasts to thrive? Man, I think Facebook could get into the business of building styrofoam cups. And Absolutely. Do well. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, they're, they're a monster. And like whether you like Facebook or don't like Facebook, if you're not drawn into Facebook's commerce and their local marketplace, like slamming Craigslist and replacing that and making it easy to communicate with people, you can see their profile. Whatever your opinion is on uh, Facebook, their commerce machine is going to be solid for the next half a dozen years, minimum. What do we think about this cycle of tech giants copying each other? So, you know, I mentioned we had Snapchat, TikTok, Clubhouse, Twitter. Everybody already kind of had a version of this. Yeah, great. It's like Ford and GM and Chrysler, Stellantis now. I mean, that's that's what every industry does. Do you think what? it's table stakes then? You just have to do what the other person's doing so you can do other things too? I think it's some of that today, and then every once in a while you have a breakout person like a Steve Jobs that realizes they can put music in your hand, and that adapts us to a mobile device. But you know, I think social—it's going to be hard to get into the game and displace some of these giants. And I think these giants want to replicate the things that are working for each other. And it's just like Ford and GM and Chrysler. I mean, what made the automobile better? Competition. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we need more of them. God bless TikTok. I mean, they put the pressure on the story format and getting video content. I mean, reels, reels. Yeah, right. All right. Our final news story. Spielberg's deal with Netflix is the latest chapter in a complicated relationship. This comes from Market Watch. All right. Spielberg, real quick, real quick little note here. Um did you guys know Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal had a rap album? Yes, mm-hmm. and he used I own it. Spielberg in the uh, lyrics. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. I'll treat you like Spielberg. You get your ass kicked in the park. <laughs> Genius. Sorry, that album is painful to listen to. Oh, it's man, really bad. That. All right, let me give the intro. <laughs> The Academy Award-winning director and Netflix announced a partnership with Spielberg's film and TV studio Amblin Partners. Under the deal, he will make multiple new films a year for the streaming platform. Spielberg said in a statement, This is this new avenue for our films alongside the stories we continue to tell with our longtime family at Universal and our other partners will be incredibly fulfilling for me personally since we get to embark on it together with the entire Netflix team. The Spielberg Netflix deal raised eyebrows in Hollywood and Silicon Valley because the famed director has expressed frustration that theater owners, streaming services, and traditional studios need to come together to figure out a way to protect what he likes to call the motion picture theatrical art form. There are no Steven Spielbergs left in Hollywood. Um, Hollywood has all but given up on itself and turned into making uh, movies that you can make in two day, the Saw series. Um, you know, if you're into uh, demonic, no plot uh, content today, there's a plethora among Amazon, Netflix, any of them. Um, but there's some really good shows <clears throat> too, there is. Well, I was just getting ready to divert to, however, the documentaries that are happening today and some of the shows that are being developed, it's changing. Right. And it's and it's not Spielberg's anymore. 
But, you know, there one of the most touching moments for me ever was Jurassic Park. And as goofy as it sounds, when he brought out the little wax with the mosquito in it, and I have it on my desk in there. I use it all the time in sales. It made you realize, holy shit, there's going to be more of these. Right? This makes sense. Where did the dinosaurs come from? That magic moment. Oh, the mosquito, the blood, and the sap, right? And so Spielberg captures, like, everything. And, you know... It's tough. I mean, it's tough to find good content today as much as they make, in my opinion. Do you think that this, like the traditional two-hour movie kind of format is going away? It seems like more and more directors are doing like short series. You know, I mean, with Jurassic Park, let's give an example. If if Spielberg could have made that like an eight-episode miniseries, do you think you would have liked it better? It's one of those movies that you wish would keep going and going. And it did with two and three and four and five. I mean, wouldn't you see that as, you know, with the technology we have now and kind of the trends that that'd be a mini series rather than one standalone film? Yeah, but I think I think Spielberg might have a point is if you're rushing through to build this content so you can, you know, make the most money that you can make out of it by putting it in a series and, you know, making three aisles in Walmart and selling Duck Dynasty mats from a business decision. Yes. Um, but the, are we going to lose the theatrics that it takes for, you know, Howard Hughes doing it, taking years to produce some of this stuff and get it right? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I hope not. The theatrics of this and Transformers, it's amazing to me. Bonus story. Tampa Bay is top region in Florida for Ooh-hoo. tech employee relocation number six in the country. This is from com. The Tampa Bay region was num- was the number one region in Florida for tech employee relocation and number six in the nation, according to a Tampa Bay Business Journal analysis of LinkedIn worker migration data. Given that we're in Tampa Bay, any thoughts? Is it surprising that tech is migrating to Tampa Bay? Uh, that's music to my ears, and uh, I've seen it happen over the last half a dozen years, right, that we've been really focused uh locally on trying to attract tech talent and this is a beautiful city and it has beautiful infrastructure and you mentioned St. Pete and Sarasota and Clearwater beaches we've got some of the beaches and the best beaches in the world Um, we've got the most eclectic kind of mix of people it's just a, a wonderful mix of people and I can see why people from California and some of these other states would be attracted to the state of Florida a lot more affordable no income tax it used to be a lot more affordable. There's no income tax. Yeah, the the obviously like everything in real estate. But comparatively speaking to California, I mean, you can buy a lot in Tampa Bay. Yeah, originally I came from California, and for the last four years I've lived in Virginia. And I've always said about Florida, because for work reasons I've come here quite a few times, and I've always said it's a nice place to visit, wouldn't want to live here. Now the only reason I say that is just because of the constant climate. I like a little bit of seasons. Yeah. And so if Yeah, if, you do miss the seasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But as far as the the whole uh, stigma that Florida gets Florida gets of the the Florida man, 
Yeah. All, all the memes that you find. Those are usually people from New York and California. Well, that moved here. and I will say, I've, I've, uh, the places that I visited, which is primarily Tampa and St. Pete, I've never had the Florida Man experience. Yeah. I've, I've had great restaurant stay, experiences. Stay the, weekend, <laughs> stay the weekend. I'll take you out to Arcadia and <laughs> I'll show you some Florida swamp. Man. Lawless yeah, swamp, it definitely right? is. Yeah, but Florida's it, a lawless swamp. Yeah, for but sure. if you, but I feel like if you stay in the right places, you're going to have a pretty good living experience. Just like anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Visalia. Oh God. Let me tell you Don't something. If you like, if you like sunshine we have Armpit. it if you like beaches we have it if right. you like great restaurants we have it yeah if you like theme parks we have it yeah. right and yeah it, we we get some humidity and the summers get warm we have summer and summer junior yeah we do yeah yeah and lots of rain unexpectedly yeah but it lasts for like five minutes <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, if you don't like the weather, wait 25 minutes. Right. It changes. Right. Virginia is not di- too terribly different Now, from is that. it Virginia or West Virginia, Dave? I can never keep track. I, What's I'm the in, difference? I'm in the one where everybody has their own set of teeth, so that's Virginia. Okay. The, the, the right. fancy one. West Virginia. You can they, say that because you're set. from there. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. And you're, you're Virginia. Well, beach. nobody in West Virginia has a computer to download a podcast anyway, so okay. we're pretty safe. Okay, we're safe. <laughs> Now that I've alienated an entire state, I'm That's good. Okay. Don't worry, but, Gavin, I'll cut that. No. No, that. don't cut that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll do a cross-check reference of customers in uh, West Virginia. <laughs> and that's it, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Brown on Brand. You can always find the full episodes the second they go live at thumbstopper.fm and podcast services around the world. Alicia, Dave, thanks so much for joining today. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. And remember, subscribe to Brown on Brand at thumbstopper.fm or wherever fine podcasts can be found.